Today in Canadian history for March the 23rd, I'm Joe Barima. I always wanted to, uh, to say this. Stop the presses! On this day back in 1752, John Bushell published the first issue of the Halifax Gazette, Canada's first newspaper. He was continuing the work that his business partner, Bartholomew Green, had started. The paper has changed names a few times throughout the years, but since 1752, the Halifax Gazette, now known as the Royal Gazette, has been almost continuously published, making it Canada's oldest surviving newspaper. I spoke with Sean Morton, a master's candidate at the University of Windsor, about Canada's first newspaper. We often forget that the newspapers then didn't look like the newspapers today. It was a short one-page, two-side publication, and the news normally took the form of single paragraphs rather than stories as we know them now, with newspapers taking most of their ideas from material from one another. Though there were two woodcut images, there were few, if any, of the pictures that we're used to today. There are also no editorials, no telegraphic dispatches, and definitely no hourly updates. Few birth or death notices, and fewer than 20 lines of social news. This was all about facts, and there wasn't much more given beyond that. And on very rare occasions, there would be only limited editorial comment. Who exactly was the Gazette's audience? What was that target audience? Well, figuring out who read early newspapers is often really tricky. In the case of Halifax, however, there's a couple of possible answers. On one hand, the Gazette as a newspaper clearly set up to appeal to those in the colony with government and business interests. This would have meant that, generally, well-educated, upper-middle-class and aristocratic gentlemen, such as the governor or military commanders and business owners, would have been the primary readers of the newspaper. It was most likely not meant for the common person on the street. However, we can also assume that newspapers made their way around the colony, so that someone like priests or tavern owners would have spread the paper and the news around by word of mouth. Well, certainly the Gazette was representative of the time. The 18th century was a period, after all, in which the prevailing ideas about government and society and individuals and just about everything were shifting around and changing, especially in Europe and in England. Many of these debates were picked up by the publishers and editors of the Gazette through European newspapers, which were moving back and forth across the Atlantic. In the early years, the Gazette reiterated many of these concepts, such as the centrality of Europe, British politics, the rule of law, and social hierarchy. However, as the newspaper became more established, other topics such as the importance of manners, morals, and characters, as well as self-improvement, became increasingly present. The shift in the types of ideas being presented really shows how society was changing at the time and beginning to reflect how many of the ideas and topics which we still debate today, like the role of government, the rights of the individual, and the importance of progress in education were being played out. Halifax was the perfect place for a new printing business. There was no competition, and you could become the colony's official king's printer, giving your business access to government contracts and money from publishing laws and regulations. The Gazette quickly had an impact on the culture and politics in the region, an impact that remains visible to this day. For instance, the Gazette bolstered imperial interests in Halifax by promoting or emulating or seeking to have colonists copy the British culture in the colony, by supporting the military and business interests in the area, and by asserting British claims to the region. We often forget, and therefore have to remember, that in many ways Halifax was a settlement on the edge of the British Empire, which had to deal with an established French-Canadian culture, the regional Mi'kmaq population, and an increasing tensions coming from the colonies in New England to the south. This meant that the British hold in the region wasn't exactly certain at the time. In many ways, therefore, the publication of a loyal newspaper went a long way to reinforcing the British interests in the region. In addition, many of the ideas which were repeated and presented in the newspaper at the time, such as duty, loyalty, and allegiance, have remained really rooted in the culture of Halifax ever since. 
making the region extremely loyal and often deferential to the British. That means the Gazette ultimately helped to create a truly unique culture in Nova Scotia, which tied the region very closely to the Atlantic world, as well as allowing it to be an important part of the national character of Canada later on. As always, today is a day full of Canadian history. Group of seven artist Arthur Lismer passed away on this day back in 1969 at the age of 84. And Thomas Walter Scott, known to many as Walter Scott, passed away on this day back in 1938. He was the first Premier of Saskatchewan. And as always, on this day, we aired this episode of Today in Canadian History. Today in Canadian History is produced by CJSW at 90.9 FM in Calgary. The executive producers are Joe Barima and Mark Affeld. Original music is provided by the Fisk, Fletcher and May Trio. This series is not meant to be a definitive source on our past. Instead, we hope that it sparks a desire to learn more about our unique history. For more information on the series, or to recommend an event or moment, check out our website at cgswcom slash Today in Canadian History. Canadian Quiz Time. What other first is Halifax known for? The question is a little unfair, Halifax. It's a great city. Many, many firsts probably come to your mind. Some good, some bad. But I'm thinking of one in particular. If you guessed first post office in Canada, you're right. The service started on April 23rd, 1754.